Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And what is up? Welcome in GC Live Monday episode of the show. Hope y'all are doing well. Hope you're doing better than my power is right now. Uh, we are going off battery power here at the house and uh, streaming off the phone connection here. So we're going to give it a go, Chris, but I will just warn everybody if we completely just get cut off. Um, either the laptop has died or the internet connection did not hold up. Uh, for whatever reason, this side of Columbia power is out right now, but we try to at least consistently have a Monday show. That is one thing that we are. We're not very consistent other days, I'll be honest, but uh, <laughs> we, we generally get a Monday show in, so I want to continue that trend. Um, might be a little bit short, but Chris, what's up, man? What's going on, man? Sorry to hear your power's out. That's a bummer. Uh, but hey, look at the dedication. Just keep rolling on with it. Good stuff. No, no lights. You have you have an aura. You look like you're glowing, like an yeah. angel. I nor I normally have like one of those uh, podcaster, uh, no influencer, like <laughs> yeah. ring light things. Definitely right an influencer. So that the light behind me doesn't completely blind everybody. I actually need to put up curtains back there, honestly, and then have just the the light here. But right now, it's a good thing. There's actually some light <laughs> in the room, even if it's coming from the wrong direction. But uh, yeah, that's why if the if everything sounds a little bit funky or looks a little off. That's why, but we can still talk Gamecock football. Yeah. Um, Mazio Bennett, I guess, probably, Chris, will um, dominate the conversation for now. South Carolina officially landing the four-star on Friday afternoon. As expected, I mean, this was, you know, I, I think we talked about on the 107.5 show, man. We sort of, even going back to when it started being rumored that he was going to decommit from Tennessee, the thought process, I mean, I remember us tracking it, probably, probably even already had a story ready. The thought process was he may go ahead and flip to South Carolina at that time. That, of course, did not happen, uh, but he did decommit from Tennessee. South Carolina seemed like the favorite at the time. Took a couple other visits just to, to be sure, I think, but then was at South Carolina on that last, so not this past Saturday, obviously, the Saturday before that. Did his commitment video then, told Shane Beamer he's going to be a Gamecock, and then I guess it would have been six days after that he went public with his decision to South Carolina. But uh, broken record alert, man, but another four-star 2024 prospect for South Carolina. Yeah, and I'm having trouble, Wes, figuring out when, how many times I've said this. So just everybody forgive us. Wes and I have been a little busy, a little crazy, a little scatterbrained. But, um, you know, for those that may have not heard it, or if you have heard it, just bear with me. Oh, pretty much a historic start for South Carolina. You know, in the 2024 class, you can look at it. Um, five four-star commitments, all West in the top 250. Four of the five are in the top 200. Mazio Bennett, I think, on three consensus, which is the average of all four major recruiting services, has him at number 199. 
I think Dante Reno is the lowest quote unquote ranked uh, prospect committed in the 2024 class. And I think he's like number 242. So a lot of times, you know, you always kind of take the top 250, the top 300 ish prospects. And that's kind of a benchmark, right? Like how many top 250 guys do you have? Well, they've got five in this class so far. And if you look back, Wes, they haven't really started that well. Now it's all about how you finish. We know that. But typically to finish well, you got to get off to a pretty good start at some point. And recruiting with the way the calendar is, you're typically, if you sign a good quarterback, you're going to get him in the boat early committed, which they've done with Reno. You're going to pick up some guys, you know, around the previous signing day. You're going to pick up some guys in the spring, summer, and then get some guys late. And that kind of follows the pattern really, Wes, of what they did in the 2023 class, right? They had a bunch of early commitments, some summer guys, some during the season guys, and they took it all the way to signing day with one guy, Nicholas Harbor. Maybe we see more of that in 2024, but um, we've definitely seen the early part, right, of those commitments uh, off to, I think, a top seven class so far, way too early to make too much of that. But but what it does illustrate is this is a really, really good start for South Carolina, not only in the grand scheme of their recruiting class, which is the most important thing, but also another in-state acquisition for them. South Carolina now sitting in a place where they've got a chance to get the top three guys in terms of rankings in the state, which is something that, you know, you don't see a lot at South Carolina or, or really at any school in, um, in the state of South Carolina. Yeah, man, I, I think you look and the fact of the matter is, for one, major, major target for South Carolina for the last two years. So you're getting a guy you highly coveted. And, um, you know, I would say maybe somewhat lost in all this is the point you made. Um, did, did you say all five guys, top 300, top 250? Top 250. I think Reno is 242. So, um, yeah, all of them. You know, not all four stars are created equal. And I, I think when you look at not just the fact that these guys are four stars, I think we're seeing South Carolina, if you kind of dive into it, start to get more highly more highly ranked four stars like within that four star parameter and you know I'll, I'll be very curious we saw a bunch of guys move up in this past class 2023 and end up being pretty highly ranked i'll be extremely curious we talked about it when wendell gregory connect uh, committed um what does his future look like you know he's he is the number four linebacker in the country um i mean that's that's rare air right there, especially for South Carolina recruiting linebackers, you know? So um, I, I'll be curious to see what this class ends up being, but even already you're seeing them land some guys who have the offer list by their name, like extensive offer lists and are top 250 in the country. Some of them top 100, you know, if you dial into the own three rankings, as opposed to just the own three consensus with, you know, a guy like Gregory. So I'm, I think if you're a Carolina fan, you're excited about the rankings. You're also excited about who you're beating out for yeah. a lot of these guys as well. Yeah, so go back to the point um, to, to kind of piggyback off what you said there, who you're beating. So let's go just to the state of South Carolina um, where they've got a chance to get the top three guys. I'm looking over at my other screen here, Wes, or two screen it today. 
So Cam Pringle and Mazio Bennett, obviously. Cam Pringle, according to the On3 consensus, again, the average rankings, he's the number one prospect in the state of South Carolina. Mazio Bennett is at number three. Josiah Thompson, who is uncommitted, but is a guy that we all believe very strongly South Carolina is leading for in a pretty substantial way. He's number two. So you've got a chance to sweep the top three, as I said. Now, that's a little bit different even, I think, than the last time South Carolina swept the top three in state was 2017. Ortre Smith and Shai Smith and Brad Johnson. Clemson didn't recruit either of those guys, really. They they offered Smith. They off, they offered both Smiths, but they didn't prioritize Shai. Depends on who you ask. If they would have taken Ortre, they didn't really recruit Brad Johnson. Probably would have offered him if they felt like they could have gotten him. Different ball game here. Didn't offer Mazio Bennett. Clemson didn't. Probably just felt like they were going to end up being too late given where he was in his recruitment. But they have offered Pringle. They have offered Thompson. Then you look at Pringle and Thompson's offer list. You look at Mazio Bennett's offer list. And Wes, he went to – I mean, recently he went to A&M. He went to Alabama. I mean, he's been a lot of places and has a really impressive offer list. Then you look at some of these other guys, Wendell Gregory, Michael Smith, Reno. You look at where they're ranked and who's recruiting them. You're starting to beat some big-time programs. Um, you've gained, I think, a lot of traction on the recruiting trail just in general. You know, you look at Beamer's 2021 class, 22, 23, 24, you're seeing kind of like you always hear like the economists and, and business people talk about the hockey stick growth. Like you're kind of seeing that in South Carolina's recruiting. And if you're a Gamecock fan, you hope that that trend, that trend line kind of continues with the level of, of guys these aren't the only four stars in the class, right, that they have a shot at. These aren't the only potential. I mean, there's some potential five stars. You look at Dylan Stewart from the DMV, number one edge prospect in the country. He'll figure to be right near that five-star status at some point, Wes. There are others out there. So it's not like this class is completely front-loaded where all the four stars that they have a chance at getting are just happening to commit early. There are more out there to where this has a chance to be, I think, the highest-ranked class in a while. A, a lot of, obviously, time to go um, in that process, and we'll see where it goes and how they finish, but it's, it's off to a really good start, there's no doubt. All right, we're going to have to have a uh, teaching moment. Hockey stick growth. Hockey stick growth, okay. Um, gosh, Define. I was going to Huh? Define. Define. Well, I was going to see if we could uh, put it on – on the screen or something, but uh, I'm going to try to do a little. Oh, you know what? Hold on, Wes. Check this out. I have a board. What's this look like? <laughs> no. This All is right, my note. All right. Okay, hockey stick. So here's our just line. So a hockey stick would be, you know, that. Because, you know, you got a hockey stick is – I can't draw a hockey stick. I can't draw anything. Is that kind of like – oh, it's more like a golf club. But basically, you're just going up. That's 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 what you got up. What's the initial dip? Well, okay, you can't have an initial dip because it's a smaller dip, right? So then it looks like a hockey stick. Is that what we're going for? Like that might be it. A check mark, or it can go this way. Yeah. I don't know if the hockey stick. Any economists can weigh in. Maybe you just have this, right? Yeah. <laughs> that looks more like a hockey stick. Actually, that makes sense because you're here when you start as a business. You're here, 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 and then run. Yeah, I th I, that's probably what it I is. I think this man. is it. I got on here very confident, like I knew what I was talking about drawing it, and I didn't at all. You're, um, you're hitting like the um, 
the, the uh, exponential growth there. So I, I, did, I did, I did, I drew a, a golf club and like a baseball bat and a check mark. And then I find, I think we finally got the hockey stick at the end. I, there. Just, I just like that, uh, much like our boy SEC Stat Cat, that you have a, uh, a board there to draw on. Um, Here we go. You can't see that at all. Can't see that at all. Yeah, it's 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 that last one though. Here it is. Let me do it again. Can, hey, can you draw us a play while? Uh... Yeah. Look, this is your hockey stick growth. You're stagnant, stagnant, and then you are up like that. You know. Go go. Yep, yep. Okay. All right. Yep. We got it. We got it. Yeah. That's your hockey stick growth. I'm not gonna try to draw a play. I might do like a Kirby Smart and draw like ten people or twelve, whatever. Yeah. On the board. Or like the the must champ drawing on the board and then elbowing it because you get ticked off. I might elbow it, um, but there's a there's a lot of actually if you Google hockey stick curves, there's a lot of different looking ones. So I feel good about all the versions that I put forth. All of those were hockey stick. Oh, they all yeah. I mean, technically they all were. That's what we're saying yeah. They all went up. They all have to go up at the end. Well, the Gamecocks hoping this class continues to go up. And as you said, seventh in the country. And it, it just goes to show you, I mean, it, it gets tied up there at the top, Chris. I mean, somebody asked me, this would have been before Mazio and before Wendell Gregory committed, you know, if Carolina would be top five soon. And I was like, oh, yeah, once you add in those two four stars, they're going to be top five. And But it is just tight quarters. You know, you got, you got Louisville. They, let's see, they only have two total commitments, but they have a five-star and a four-star. So the average, you know, the average rating plays into it. Um, Notre Dame has six four-stars and two three-stars. So, you know, they have a couple three-stars, but their average rating is actually still a little bit higher than South Carolina because it's that that pure rating number that's going to be generally in the high 80s or somewhere in the 90s, South Carolina's currently 92.8 which you know is a good bit higher than they have had um 90.54 is the average rating for their prospects this class uh, this class that just finished i should say 2023 so i think that's another way to look at it is what's your average rating for your guys and that tends to be trending in the right direction as well and and may have a chance chris i think if you look back It'd be very interesting to go back and look at those consensus uh, ratings from before, even though there was no on three, like mm-hmm. in the 2007 class, there is still an on three consensus because back then you're just averaging, I guess, rivals and uh, ESPN. Um, so you would be able to you would be able to compare it. This will have a chance to quite possibly be their highest class ever in terms of average rating i think yeah interestingly was alabama who finished number one in the recruiting rankings 2023 this this most recent cycle their average rating was 94.1 georgia who was at number two was at 93.17 georgia at 92.32 now south carolina let's go ahead and temper the expectations guys you're not going to sign 25 four stars in this class I, i don't really think but like you look at Alabama they signed seven five stars seven 
19 four stars and then two three stars, which dragged that ranking down um, somewhat. But I think you can also look, Wes, at the blue chip ratio. I know that's something you've talked about a lot. South Carolina for the 2024 class sitting pretty at 100%. Um, but if you can stack a bunch of blue chip heavy classes, you know, and, and blue chip ratio being defined as what percentage of your guys are four star or higher, you're going to have a pretty good shot. Bama was at 93% this past class, Georgia at 85%. As you said, Wes, not all four stars created equal. But if you can get up into that upper echelon where you're signing a bunch of top 200, top 250, top 100 type guys, you're going to be doing pretty well for yourself on the recruiting trail. So South Carolina is in that territory, at least to start in 2024. Well, yeah, when you, when you do that, man, I think you're, just, you're stacking talent, right? Like they're, the ratings and the rankings aren't incredibly reliable for one person. I always look at it like for one prospect, it can hit, it can miss. That That's how it is. I look at it like a percentage. But if you're landing a bunch of guys who are all four-star or five-star, really of any variety, then you're probably going to be better than if you're landing a bunch of three-stars. That's just the way it works. And South Carolina has certainly been able to do that so far. Let's get back to Mazia real quick, man. We talked about this on 107.5 a little bit, but I really like the fit here as well. You know, yes, he was committed to Tennessee for a couple few months, but it, it was it was kind of funny, man. This kid was all Gamecock for much of the process. Then I think he got caught up on a little bit of the business decision side of things, and – you have to be careful when you say business decision these days. I'm not even talking about NIL. I'm talking about the business side of my heart's probably been in Columbia the whole time, but at the moment he was making his decision, South Carolina struggling on offense, Tennessee putting up crazy numbers. Some guy named Jalen Hyatt, who's from the Palmetto State, is the <laughs> leading receiver in their offense. And you're kind of just saying, I love the people at South Carolina but I got to do what's best for me. Well, you know, things turned a little bit, obviously, on the field. South Carolina beats up on Tennessee. Tennessee loses their offensive coordinator. South Carolina makes some changes as well. And lo and behold, it sort of came back to, I think, where he was most comfortable anyway. But I say all that to say, Chris, this is another person in this class, in Mazio, who I think will turn around. You've already seen it on social media a little bit. He's going to turn around and recruit others to join him in Columbia. It's This is going to be back-to-back, -back, I think, the two best classes we've ever seen in terms of players who are willing to recruit other players. Yeah, two high-quality classes in terms of players, and also it's a great point, just guys that recruit other guys. I mean, anyone who listened to Shane Beamer's press conference uh, on signing day where he was talking about Nicholas Harbor, he gave tons of credit to – current players on the roster and a lot of the youngsters, right? We know Spencer Rattler was involved in having some conversations with Nicholas Harbor. It was big for Rattler to come back. That was something that made Harbor more comfortable. Um, but also guys like, you know, Pup Power, Desmond Umiazulu, other guys from the DMV, that helped a lot with Harbor. And so, I mean, look, Pup Howard, he was on social media all the time. Dante Reno in the 2024 class on social media all the time, trying to recruit guys. We've seen it. With Bennett, his teammate Blake Franks, who's at Greenville, uh, offensive lineman who Clemson and South Carolina are battling for into this month of February. 
you know, he's, he's doing that. And so like you can look, th there's so many ways to define fit, but I think it is a good point that not only is he a good fit at South Carolina as a player, but just the type of culture that Shane Beamer wants to build and the players that come into the program kind of being advocates very vocally and internally for the program. I think he's exactly that type of guy. Yeah, man. And I, I think, um, obviously, um, you got to give a shout out to, uh, Mazari Bennett as well, uh, his sister, who is on staff there as a student at South Carolina, I think uh, probably pay, played a part in this as well. So shout out to her. And, um, you know, I think she's always helped South Carolina put their best foot forward with uh, the Bennett family, which I think I think the whole Bennett family, you could tell, was excited for Mazio's news this past Friday that um, he is now – I guess you would say official, not officially, but he is a Gamecock now, and I really don't think that's going to change this time around. Um, Chris, let's talk about because it's an easy transition. Let's talk about Blake Franks. Um, somebody asked about him earlier. Shout out Big Red. I think asked about Blake. Um, man, this thing has <laughs> trended heavily, Clemson for a stretch, and now it's sort of trended back to equal. And, you know, I, I think there's probably as much confidence on the South Carolina side as there has been in a while. He's He's been back and forth as far as going to some visits to both schools. It really has, has been to several schools if you look back to the last, like, six months or so, six, seven, eight months. But um, this thing could be winding down soon. Yeah, all indications are that he would like to decide in February. You've gotten a lot of – probably the most common question – Wes, well, there's two. A, who is he leaning towards? And, and B, it's, uh, you know, what's the decision timeline? He's talked a lot about February. I think his mom's birthday in the month of February, Wes. From what I heard most recently, he does still want to get something done in terms of a decision in the next two weeks or so, week and a half. But we do have to see, is he ready, you know, to make that decision? He is a 2024 guy. He's got plenty of time if he wants. He seems to want to put it behind him, but I think there's some back and forth. There's some wrestling with the decision. And it's for the reasons you said, Wes. Um, he likes things about both schools. Clemson had the big early lead. I think when he got on campus at South Carolina again in December, I was kind of tracking that visit, frankly, kind of lightly. Um, you know, just kind of a maybe a check the box just to make sure thing. But after that, South Carolina started kind of making some moves here. Um, Staff's done a really good job building a relationship. Been on campus again in Columbia since that time. Most recent visit was to Clemson again with his family. So definitely an element of back and forth. I certainly am aware of the confidence on the South Carolina side or some of the picks or what have you that have been put in. I think it's kind of hard to tell, Wes, because I do hear that there's this kind of wrestling with the decision. So we'll see, but we do know that there's some confidence on the South Carolina side and that it's entirely possible that they are able to land Blake Frank, certainly Cam Pringle, Mazio Bennett, uh, Dante Reno, all those guys, they've been putting their best foot forward trying to recruit him. Yeah, and I – Chris, you and I are almost always on the same page. I'm a little bit more – I feel a little bit better about South Carolina having the edge than maybe it being more close to 50-50. I, I think yeah. – it feel it feels like he is more comfortable 
with the South Carolina staff. And I, I know he he yep. um he said as much in one interview and really got the Clemson fans in a tizzy, I guess you would say. Kind of stepped um, in it a little bit on that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so we'll we'll see. I mean, it, it could go yeah. back and forth. I, I certainly I feel like if he does it this month, I think that would be good news for the Gamecocks. Now, we all know if this thing extends out, recruiting, anything can happen. But they, they've done a good job of getting a lot of these players on campus at the same time, man. Oh, like, yeah. I, I think that's – you look back, how, how many times – like even the guys that are now committed, how many times were Dante Reno, Cam Pringle – Mazio Bennett, um, you know, throw Josiah Thompson in there as well. How many times were they on campus at the same time? How many times did it feel like South Carolina was making a concerted effort, even going back to like last summer? Mm-hmm. Oh, let's get them all in town at the same time. Yeah, and and, and in the twenty, yeah, and in the twenty three class too. I mean, Beamer. Another thing he alluded to in his press conference, and it was a good point that, you know, hey. Those guys, and, and he really always credited them. I mean, it was the staff, but it was also like the type of kid, you know, like a pup, like a Dante um, in each of the classes where I think Beamer's line was kind of paraphrasing, but it was basically like if one of them came, they all came. Like Just like they would talk to each other, group chat, hey, I'm going down. Are you coming down? You need to come down and uh, credit the staff too. They were able to help, you know, make that happen, facilitate that. So, um, yeah, it's it's been huge. I mean – you hear all the time, Wes, with us covering recruiting, we've heard stories both good and bad for different schools, positive and negative. A guy comes on campus, and, yeah, he's going to hear from coaches and go around and see everything, but if he gets a ringing endorsement from the guys on campus, that's huge. We've heard some instances where guys do not have good endorsements at some programs, and that ends up hurting uh, said school's chances with that prospect they're trying to recruit. So you want your players – your commits and your current players to be your best recruiters because they can really help you sort out what's real and what's not. And for certain types of kids, um, that's really going to resonate and ring true and help you out. And I think that uh, that was probably as important as anything with Nick Harbor as well, man. I mean, just the, the comfort level with various guys in that class. I mean, his dad was talking about how, and I don't know which visit this was. I think it may have been the summer. Did did Nick come down for a summer uh, cookout visit? Yeah, oh. I, I think that was uh, July 2022. I think that was a cookout day. That that was when Pup was uh, joking about racing him in the winter. Like if he beat him in a race, then he had to sign with South Carolina. Yeah. Um, I think putting two and two together, that's the time the dad was talking about. It could have been another time. But he was talking about how he just looked around and he saw Nick and it was just like he had his best friends with him. And he said those guys just hit it off so easily and then they remained in contact, like group chat, group text, just every day. Mm-hmm. I th- this is just a theory. I am convinced that that it was the catalyst for South Carolina being able to flip him back so quick. 
Like I, I'm now they don't get me wrong. The staff they had to they did a phenomenal job of continuing, continuing at it. They didn't just hang their head and say, "Well, he says he's not coming. We give up." <laughs> Too you bad. Know? Yeah. They kept pushing. So oh, all yeah. the credit in the world there. But I think just the way his dad talked on that Wednesday last week. I think Nick didn't want to leave his friends, man. Like I, I think, I think that was what ultimately, at least, opened the door, because his dad has not, you know, has been quoted saying, basically, he was very, very upset when he woke up um, Wednesday morning, and he did not sleep well on Tuesday night. Did not. Um, just didn't seem settled with his decision. Yeah, and that was fascinating to hear because, Wes, I know you and I talked on Wednesday morning several times as you were in D.C. scrambling around and cussing me and everybody else probably for a short time. But, you know, once we got wind of, hey, this thing isn't over, that was kind of like our working theory at the time, our hypothesis is, yeah, man, he may have gone to bed at 3 a.m., 4 a.m., whatever, tossing and turning and felt like he couldn't turn down Oregon. But he probably he probably woke up and was like, what am I doing? You know, I can't say no to Shane Beamer, Sterling Lucas, Jody Wright, and all my buddies. He wants to go have some more play dates. So um, I agree with that. I mean, and it was interesting to hear his dad say that. By the way, shameless plug, Wes, your piece on the uh, Harbor Day is the name of it on GamecockCentral.com. We should link that. Uh, subscribers only, I think, but, man, well worth If I was not a subscriber, Wes, I would pay for it. It was really I, good. I appreciate yeah. that. So, yeah. uh, Harbor Day, two <laughs> on the nose, like too corny or – Love it. Nope. Or good. Nope. nope. Now, I, I'm not a good judge because I have, like, dad jokes now, so I will yes. very much laugh at the corniest <laughs> things possible, but I, I like Harbor Day. Well, I'm and down with it. Speaking of Harbor, we we got some, and speaking of that day, we have some more on the way soon. Yes, we do. More, uh, we 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 want to take y'all a little bit behind the curtain of our coverage and stuff. So, uh, great time to check out GamecockCentral.com. If you're not a member, come join us. We got a, whew, we got a ton of content still going up. No doubt, man. And I, I'm I'm actually excited for people to get a little bit of a feel for what what it's like to cover something like that. Um, your buddy uh, Jay, is that right? Uh, that yeah. was with you. Yeah, he got the full look. Your your intern for the day. Yeah, my my yeah my intern, my shadow for the day, Jay. He he had a day, man. He got the royal treatment from Shane Beamer at the press conference. Uh, Beamer came up and talked to him afterwards, which I wasn't surprised by. Um, got to see that you know coverage of Nicholas Harbor big signing day announcement, which you don't really get often now in February. Um, great, crazy moments. So um, he, he went and told all his buddies about it. And now they all want to shadow me. And I'm like, most days y'all are going to be sitting in a chair beside me while I text people or something, you know, I mean, it's not that glamorous. So uh, he got, he got more of a uh, not very accurate look, but that was an exciting day. Yeah. He got a great look, man. Um, by the way, something else uh, that I have, I have no segue. I had this segue plan that, um, I think worked and then it just disappeared from me. So I'm just going to tell you it's February 6th, which means 
you got to do your taxes or the government will come take your money. So um, why not just do it the right way and call our friends at 803-462-5576 with three local Liberty Tax offices right here in Columbia, Irmo, and Lexington. And here's the thing. If you want to go in and do your taxes traditionally in-house, like in an office, you can make an appointment. You can make an appointment online. You can just walk in if you want. You can start your taxes online. You can actually do your taxes entirely online if you want and let them just help you along the way. So you have all these options. If you're ready to go ahead and get your taxes done now because you're going to get a great refund, they can help you with that. Or if you are absolutely dreading your taxes because you know you're going to owe the IRS, they can help you with that as well. So give our friends at Liberty Tax a call, 803-462-5576. The old computer battery is starting to get lower and lower. Again, for those who are just joining in, my power is out. We are doing this mobile, um, using the cell phone, um, personal hotspot thing. But, Chris, there were some questions earlier. I think there was one about Dylan Stewart, big-time target for South Carolina. Uh, Braden Lee, another big-time target from the DMV. I mean, these these are national-level kids. South Carolina has already... I mean, how many times has Dylan Stewart been on campus already? Like, I think seven. Se- so, so you're getting him, you're getting him in multiple times. He's visiting even when he doesn't have to. You know, like it's, there's no nothing's being forced here. <laughs> He's visited a ton. Then you got Braden Lee, who I think has sort of come onto the radar a little more recently as far as us tracking him. Um, as being a guy for South Carolina where you feel like they're in decent, like to pretty good shape here. One, of course, uh, Stewart being four-star edge guy, Braden Lee, four-star cornerback. Uh, what, what's your vibe here, man? What's your feel on where Carolina stands right now on February 6th? Yeah, I mean, on February 6th, I think you like your chances with both. You know, now Stewart, I think, could end up being uh, a little Nick Harbor-esque in that it may go down to the wire. I mean, He's visited South Carolina a bunch, but he's also going to go visit a bunch of other schools. He's going to go see Georgia, and you know he's been to a bunch of blue blood schools. He's even been out to the West Coast. I think he visited Washington and a bunch of schools out on the West Coast already. So he's been pretty prolific and pretty early in terms of his visits and recruiting activity. Uh, but South Carolina's established big time staying power. I mean, in the event that he does cut it down publicly or privately to three schools, five schools. It'd be a shock if South Carolina wasn't one of them. Uh, they just been on him for a really long time. Sterling Lucas has done a phenomenal job there. And then Braden Lee, former teammate of Desmond Yumiazulu. He's at Flowers High in Maryland. He's someone they've been on for a while. He's been on campus a couple times, including for the Junior Day event in January, West. And he's already planning on returning for the spring game and for an official. And I know South Carolina, the slight leader over Maryland on the on three recruiting prediction machine. Uh, that does not have, I don't think that has any human predictions baked into that formula yet. Certainly not from us, but I could foresee a scenario in the spring or in the summer where we could be in position to log one for South Carolina. I could foresee that. I'm not predicting it for sure. I'm not saying it definitely will happen, but it's not far-fetched to think that that could happen. So um, they've uh, they've done a really, really good job with both. And look, South Carolina's top two 2023 prospects in the class, both from the DMV. And not out of the question, they do that again 
in this cycle. God, we talked about unprecedented. Think about yeah. that. Yeah. If that, I mean, I mean, I think we all thought they had a shot to make a dent in the DMV, but that would be unheard of. But yeah. um, all about connections, man, building relationships. And, you know, Sterling Lucas, we keep saying it, rising star has done a phenomenal job. And, hey, Carolina, the last couple of classes has managed to close on some guys as well. I think that's the difference, probably the difference in 2024 class, 2023 class. They've been in the game already in those previous classes, but they've just been able to close on guys um, a lot more effectively the last couple of classes. And that goes along, I think, Chris, with the overall program just being in a better spot. The wins on the field, people getting to – a better feel for what the vibe of your program and culture of your program is going to be. So that's been incredibly impressive. Um, all right. This computer is about to die. So we're going to get out of here. But, Chris, uh, you got any closing thoughts on everything, man? I don't think I have any closing thoughts today. Uh, I'm just going to let the show stand on its own today, Wes. Uh, appreciate it. Each show stand on its own merit. Each show stand on Come out with a bunch of cliches to end it. Um you're just putting in work, taking it day by day, you know. Yeah, take it day by day. Um, Don't want to bring too much attention to any individual show. Yes, there you go. Uh, by the way, we do want to bring some attention to our buddy Clint Hammond of Movement Vorgage, 803-771-6933. Um, again, you've heard us talk about Clint for two years now. The entire crew that um, has been with Clint for this entire time is now with Movement Mortgage. So changing name, changing logo, but still the same great team. Same address, clintonhammond.com, 803-771-6933 if you're in the market to buy a new house. If you want to look into, you maybe need some cash and you're wanting to look into some options there uh, to, to maybe refinance or take some of that equity out, Clint can help you with that as well. So again, Clint Hammond, Movement Mortgage, clintonhammond.com. For Chris, I am Wes. Appreciate y'all as always. It's been good and uh, we'll see you soon. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.